You've had a long day at work, and you can't wait to just get home, take off your shoes, plop yourself down in your favorite chair, and relax. You walk up to your tranquil residential home and your neatly manicured lawn in your quiet suburban neighborhood, put the key in the lock, open the door, and... Yes, the pets have gone wild! What were you thinking? Welcome to the show about everything you always wanted to know about exotic pets. Where to get them, what to feed them, and how to care for them. You'll even find out why some people live with a monkey. Now, here's your host, exotic pet expert and author, Bob Tart. Hey, Bob, what were you thinking? Hello, I'm Bob Tart, author of the books Enslaved by Ducks, Fall Weather and Kitty Cornered, and you are listening to another installment of What Were You Birding? I'm here with Mr. Bill Holm. Yes. And we have just got an action-packed show today. In fact, we are kind of doing a field recording right now. Where are we, Bill? We are standing on a uh, platform. Yes. And this is the first episode of What Were You Birding ever to take place on a platform. It is. I'm, I feel honored. Yes. So we are at the... Uh, Ferguson Bayou Trail. Oh, that's right. There's a sign right over there. That is that okay, Bayou? <laughs> so we are uh, doing another episode of a fabulous podcast. When you last heard from us, we were at McGee Marsh yes. seeing lots of birds. And uh, on the topic, uh, Bill, I'd like you to read this email, please. Oh, really? Did an email come in? Yes. Dear Bob, I enjoy your podcasts about your birding trips with book character Bill Holm. That's me. However, please remember that you are podcasting for Pet Life Radio. Uh-oh. Ooh, ooh. So how about occasionally doing a podcast about birding for a change? Ooh. Mark W. P.S. This is a real email, and Bob didn't make it up. Wow, that's incredible. That, that is be, incredible. That, be my, that person would think that you had made it up. Oh. Mark W. Mark W. is not too happy, apparently, that this is pet life rate. But let me explain. Well, I have a, I have a, let me express a little bit of uh, disappointment that he didn't have his last name. And I think that, la- that shows a lack of courage. Maybe W. was his last name. Oh, okay. I don't know. But we are hearing uh, swallows flying over. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is a either a cormorant or an anhinga behind us. Uh, it'd be much rarer in Michigan if it were an anhinga, wouldn't it? Yes, it is an anhinga. Okay. Now, it is true that Pet Life Radio, my show, is supposed to be about pets. Mm. But let me posit this. I am working on a book called Featherbrained, tentatively, about birding. And it is starring myself and book character Bill Holm. And I predict... Oh, here comes a turn. There's a turn. That doesn't mean turn the channel. I wonder what kind of turn that is. I'm going to take you along, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I believe it's a common turn. It's in flight. Oh, okay. You got it identified. I believe so because a Forster's turn would have a little bit of frosty, silvery feathers on the top of the wing. And I don't believe I saw that. And I think there was too much black. What was that? Oh, a killdeer. Killdeer. Too much black on the forewing, on the oh, side of the wing. Wing, I'm not yeah. sure. How, it, how about the fifth wing? Uh, oh, I hadn't thought of the fifth wing at all. But what's going to happen is that we're about to get shut down. Oh, no, we're not. Some guy in a pickup truck uh, with a large tank yeah. of something in the back. Yeah, explosives. Yes, just drove past, and I was worried about that. But anyway... He gave us the eye. I predict... That once my book is out, people in droves, in Mm. flocks, people are going to flock to Uh Pet Life Radio 
to hear these podcasts. That's a given. Uh Oh, wait a minute. Did I just say a bad word? What? Flock? Did I say flock? I didn't say that other F word, did I? I don't think so. You you, you said this might be a flock you were interested in. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I thought I said, it, when I said flock, I thought I might have said a naughty. Okay. Did I say it right that time? I didn't say flock? a naughty word. No, I didn't hear it that way. All right. I was afraid I said a naughty word that rhymes with witch. <laughs> uh, well, we're all adults. I guess, I, I guess I'll guess i say it quietly. I, I thought you did say that. Yeah, I was I, thinking I, of the other word that you didn't say. I thought I said finch. Oh. So we are doing, last last time we did a birding show. I don't know if you remember, Bill, but I was trying a brand new recorder, and it was a hefty reel-to-reel tape recorder. It was big. It was very big. It, uh, sat it took up leg. most of the front seat. And it was so large, you at first thought it was a radio. Exactly. I had to kind of squeeze over in the driver's side to even fit. Yes. So today... I am using yet another recorder, and this one is a little bit of a problem. And this one, I went the other way. This one is so tiny, I have my earphones plugged into it, and I'm just dangling the end of the earphone because I can't even see the recorder. Oh, I, I didn't even realize you had a recorder. Yeah. I, yeah. You're, this, are you doing the show now? Yeah, we're doing the show. And uh, so oh, that's why I'm waving. I better step it up. I'm waving. Well, I'm going to talk about that, too. I'm waving <laughs> what looks like the end of the plug of the earphone at you, but that is, and the earphone costs more than the recorder, by the way. Really? Yeah, yeah. It, well, I didn't it's spend a, heck a lot of a on earphone. it. Is it? Well, no, it's just not no. a very good recorder. So I well, hope you can't this, even see it. No, you can't see it at all. It's so tiny. So I dropped it once at home, and it was so tiny. It took three days before it hit the floor, <laughs> <laughs> and it wrote on the back of a dust moat. It did. Yeah, it was amazing. It did. But I'll tell you the reason I'm doing that is because I want to save electricity compared to using that big reel-to-reel tape recorder. Oh, well, you know? yeah, here we are in nature. It makes sense that you'd be concerned about uh, natural resources. Now, did you know that birders are on the cutting edge of the Green Revolution, Bill? No, I did not. Tell you, explain. Let me give you an example. I bought some, I think they're called, I think generically they're called floss-ups, and it's a dental aid for what flossing your about? teeth. The Green Revolution. Oh, and I bought this dental aid for flossing my teeth, and I believe they're called floss-ups. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a little green holder, and then it has a little piece of dental floss. It's a little plastic thing. A little green holder with dental floss? Yeah, it's like kind of like a U-shaped, and it's oh, got you a piece hold of, it and like you hold a... it in your mouth, and then you throw it away. And it's plastic. And I, I used... don't want to get into that. Right. And so I used some of these, and I thought, this is really destructive to the environment. Here I could just be using dental floss, and I'm using this plastic thing, Mm -hmm. using it once, and tossing it in the trash. Mm -hmm. So I decided that's not for me. I'm not going to use it anymore. So you know what I did? I took a bolt stamp. I threw them away. What? Yep. You threw them away? Yep. So that's yep. that's making a statement. It is. So I'm on the cutting edge that, of the green revolution. That is excellent. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you. So you were talking about how you better step it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yes. And here's my and strategy. I think I have, too. You have. Here's my strategy for this show, whose theme we haven't really gotten into yet. This is a uh, triple part uh, birding show. But in the past, I, I have to be honest, our last show. Worse, bad, worse, and worser. That's it. And some of our other, we're watching a cute little killdeer take a... Who's a bigger bath in a puddle. Yes. So our our past shows, I think, get off to a little bit. They've gotten off to kind of a shaky start. And then they build and they get better and better. True, true. They do build. And so this time, 
I've taken some of the material that should be at the beginning of the show, and oh. we're going to do it in the second half. That way, we can stay kind of shaky all the way through. What that's do you think brilliant. about that? That's yeah. brilliant. So, in the that's that's why you're the king of of podcasts. Thank you. So, in the second half of the show, I want to get into the ethics of CD copying and do for some of our older listeners some commentary about uh, vocalist actor Richard Harris. Oh, oh, well, that fits that, right into our birding. That's theme. going to be good. I look forward to that. So what we're and then Bill, either in this podcast or the next, if there's enough material for a multi-part podcast, and we might have to, we'll probably do this on the phone because this is important. Bill is going to do a ode to the yellow-headed blackbird, or is it a free verse poem that you eventually? Oh will do? no, no, no! This is a sonnet. A sonnet. This is a, a Shakespearean sonnet. In Will fact. you do it in a Walter Brennan voice? I might. I haven't decided how I'm going to how I'm going to read it yet. It depends on the nature of the poem and how what I feel at the time. And you need you need to see the yellow-headed blackbird all over again to That's really what do I a mean. good poem. That's what I mean. Right. I mean it's not that I haven't written it yet at all. No, no. You just need to firm it up here and there. Well, once once I see the bird, I may have to edit a line. How does a sonnet differ? From what makes a sonnet unique as a poem? What gives a sonnet its form? What is a sonnet? What gives a sonnet its form? Yes. Probably the rhyme scheme. Okay. The number of lines. Okay. There's something in the middle of a sonnet called a turn. The ninth line, isn't that interesting? Have you ever noticed the correlation between birding and sonneteering? And does sonnet and song have the same root? I bet they do. Wow. Yeah, Mr. Uh, Redwing Blackbird agreed with that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Son of a finch. Oh, 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 oh. oh, so, oh, oh, oh. Sorry, our producer's going to have to... Oh, I'm sorry, i got to watch my mouth. I just noticed I seem to have popped a little blood vessel on the, uh -oh, the is... soft part of my middle finger. Do we need to get you to a med center? It, it's a little bit tender. Uh-oh. So, but I'll carry on. I'll okay. carry on. All right, that's good. So we will be, at some point, in this show or the next, or the next... Featuring, oh, a uh, uh, tree swallow just went by. We'll be featuring your seesaw. Sonnet, your seesaw sonnet. No, well, anyway. We'll be featuring your sonnet. I can't, I can't wait for that. No, I can't either. No. So this is a real honor for me to be able to uh, read a sonnet on a, such a podcast Oh, the honor is ours. The honor is ours. I mean, how many people get to do that? No, 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 no. I think it's safe to say no one has ever read a sonnet on Pet Life Radio. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. So we are at Shiawassee National Wildlife Refuge mm -hmm. in uh, Saginaw County, and this is the first of three places we are going birding. Looked like bad weather today. I thought we were going to be dodging raindrops again, <laughs> to coin a phrase, make kind of a word salad. But uh, no, we're not. It looks like the weather might hold, and so we're going to take you along with us. And then after that... Ride along with us. Please do. After that, we are going to go to... I can never pronounce this. Nyan King, Nyan King Point. Mm -hmm. And uh, I once ran into a birder from the area, and I said, how do you pronounce that? And he said, we call it Nan King. But oh, I don't please, think so, no. please. No. So we're going to be there because that is the one spot in Michigan where there is a reliable colony of yellow-headed blackbirds. If you run into yellow-headed blackbirds anywhere out in Michigan, don't trust them. They they'll say unreliable. one thing. Nope, they'll say one thing, they'll do another. I was going to comment. That's the reputation they have. I've never seen a reliable yellow-headed uh, You have warbler. a lot to say on yellow-headed blackbirds, Blackbird. right? Blackbird. Yes, it's, I do. I mean, it's not just the sign. You have some commentary you want to give later, right? Absolutely. All right. It's a very important bird. It is very important, and it's rare in Michigan. If you're listening to this show in South Dakota, you might say, I can open a window and see a yellow-headed blackbird. The Floridian. But not 
not here. Not in Michigan. No, no. New, 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 new. So I think that's enough. <laughs> if to you start. ask a yellow-headed blackbird to come pick you up at eight, he's going to be there at eight. That's right. That's correct. If he's from uh, Nanking. Nanking. What are, the, are those deer over there? What are those? There's some me, mammals. Let me check my binoculars. Oh, you got your binoculars. Yeah. What do you um, those are clods of earth. No, they are deer. Epohippus? <laughs> there are four, five, at least five deer. I guess that's why this is Shiawassee National Wildlife Refuge, because it isn't just birds. Oh. It's just, and that was like the oh. woodchuck that almost got under the car and almost flipped it over on the way. Ooh, it was a big, mean woodchuck. Yep. So you are listening to What Were You Thinking? slash birding on Pet Life Radio with Bob Tart and... Book character, Bill Holm. And so now we are going to take a break for a word from our sponsor, and uh, then uh, we'll fill you in as we take the wildlife tour. And listen, if you think the beginning of the show is interesting, wait till you hear the second half, and then the next show after that, and then the next show after that. We have just got a boatload of shows I can't wait to hear what it's going to be. All right. What Were You Thinking? We'll be right back after Bob gets the ducks out of his living room. Don't go away. Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. It's dinner time in America, where more pet parents trust PetSmart for natural and expert recommended foods than any place else. And now, we've added more than 100 new varieties to our already wide selection of your favorite brands, like Simply Nourish, Authority, Wellness, Science Diet, and more. Do what's best for your pet. At PetSmart, happiness in store. Go to PetSmartDeal.com to find out this week's coupon code and save up to 30% on food, treats, toys, and more. And get free shipping on orders of $49. Go to PetSmartDeal.com. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. This year, Americans are expected to spend a jaw-dropping $36 billion on their pets. From lighted leashes to high-end spa products, the discriminating pet owner can find just about anything to pamper his or her pet. Hi, this is Michelle Fern. Join me every week for Best Bets for Pets, where we'll talk about the latest pet products and talk to the companies that make them. Best Bets for Pets, every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, ducks are in the pond, rabbits in his hutch, and monkeys... Ow! In my car! Oh, okay, well, I go check my insurance policy. We'll turn you back over to Bob. Hi, we're back with What Bird Were You Thinking Of? with Bob Tark and book character Bill Holm. Yes. We are in the parking lot. We are at, here. We're here. At uh, Nyonking Point? Nyonking Point? Nanking Point. Nyanakwinga. And that is for us folks, for you folks who might be foreign listeners and don't know where it is, <laughs> Mitten State 
Minshape State, Michigan is. <laughs> what language are you speaking? I don't know. I suddenly uh, went into some kind of odd Burmese dialect or something. But uh, England is... <laughs> England? What's going on? I don't know. I haven't even had a drink yet. I'm watching this killdeer taking a little bath in the water, and it's oh, kind of... but it is distracting, It's distracting, isn't it? so... It, it's absorbing, in fact. It takes all one's brain power to look at it. <laughs> yeah, and when you don't have a lot to begin with. Right. So Michigan is the mitten-shaped state, and uh, Nyonking Point is kind of in the... Uh, nowhere on it. It's in Lake Huron. Well, it's not in Lake Huron. If you imagine, it points out into Lake Huron. The point. I've never seen the point of Nyanking Point. If I don't mean the point no, of well, going that, there. Well, that's a broad question that we could discuss for hours. So we're here looking to find the yellow-headed blackbird. Uh, we came from Shiawassee National Wildlife Refuge. I think it's kind of boastful calling a place like that Shiawassee National Wildlife Refuge. It's quite a gorgeous place, and we enjoyed our interminable drive on the wildlife drive. Didn't you? I had a blast. And uh, what bird would you like to share with our listeners that we saw the most of? The flickin' flickers. That's right. I don't. We, we saw at least a dozen. They just kept dogging us. Yes, they were taunting us. They kept zipping out in front of our car as if to say, you're on the wildlife drive, buddy. I live here. Yeah, and it's Nash. It's federal. I got federal protection. That's right. That's right. So, um... Do what, you, do what you think you can. You can't do what you can't touch me. No. Uh-uh. Shiawassee. Mm. So then we came here to... Uh, there were also a lot of groundhogs. There were groundhogs. There were at least a dozen groundhogs. And a bald eagle. Yeah, there was a bald eagle. There were mm -hmm. about a thousand egrets. Made me proud to be an American when I saw that bald eagle. Oh, I, I always brought a tear to my eye. But, you know, it's it's kind of a pretty drive, as you said. But, you know, often it's not rewarding. Yeah, I don't know why that is. I guess I don't have much patience for beauty. I want to keep seeing spectacular birds as effortlessly as I did in McGee Marsh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I sure didn't see no shorebirds there. I heard a few. Yeah, you hear. I, I don't know what you're hearing ever, but which is an interesting topic in itself. Let's broach that topic. I wanted to bring it up. I know it's a sensitive issue, but I think it needs to be talked about. Remember in the last podcast... Nobody remembers in the last Well, I'm asking you because no one else Well, I certainly to. don't. Well, in the last podcast, you described a song to me and asked me what bird it was. Uh, yes. I, and I said, was it a prairie warbler? And then I imitated the song, mm -hmm. and um, you said, yes, it was. It, it was such a, an exact imitation. But you made the point that you shouldn't identify birds only based on the sound, which is something I tend to do. And well, I sort of uh, poo-pooed that, but you were definitely 115% proven right uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, you didn't even know it. Yeah. I mean, did you feel a tingle or anything when you were proven right without knowing it? I felt something I'd never felt before. That must have been it. Well, what happened was in Seedman Park, and that's in West Michigan for all you foreign listeners listening to us on shortwave radio. It's in the hangnail of the third finger. It is. That's about where it is. Anyway, somebody saw or heard a prairie warbler in Seedman Park, which was where it probably shouldn't be. The uh, habitat isn't quite right <laughs> for a prairie warbler, which I think you'd find in like Warren Dune like State Park. Right, a prairie. And this person reported it as a prairie warbler, but then more level heads prevailed and uh, I guess that's a pejorative way of putting it, because I would have said it was a prairie warbler, too. But some people got a chance to see it, 
and they found that it was a so-called Shane's warbler, named after Ryan Shane, who had seen the only other one known to exist. That's the only bird whose sound I recognize by ear. Really? What does the Shane's warbler sound like? Shane! Shane! Come back, Shane! Wow, and, and what genus is that? The the laddie. Oh, I thought it was the Brandon. Oh, oh the Brandon de Wilda. That's oh, more. That's the last name. Species. Ah, the Brandon de Wilda. The genus is the laddie. So this uh, Shane's warbler isn't a true species. It is a cross between a hybrid between a blue winged warbler, which does belong in that habitat, and a <clears throat> prairie warbler. So that's a very strange bird. The only second one ever seen. And I did get a chance to ever see it. Ever seen? Yes. Ever reported. Oh. Ever reported. Maybe others have been seen. And um, so I got a chance I mean, to see it. How would you know if it had been seen by more than more than twice? That's true. It is, Or that it hadn't been seen more than twice. It is only the 900th or so ever Okay, that's ever more seen. believable. Yeah. So I would have sworn it was a prairie warbler. And Bill is correct that it wasn't. So, lesson? Lesson learned. Mm-hmm. So here we are at uh, after that very interesting digression about because I was ready when here at uh, Nyonking Point to tick off on my list the yellow-headed blackbird because I kept hearing it when we got here but I couldn't see it. Bill was seeing them by the tens. Oh, I and, saw them all over. I, I didn't understand what was wrong with you. I mean, I thought maybe something had happened. Well, that's to a your long binoculars. story. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was looking through them backwards, but that usually doesn't bother me. Mm, yeah. But I was thinking that I was just going to have to... You were thinking the flicking. I was. Flicker. I couldn't, I couldn't find a single flicking yellow-headed blackbird. Uh-huh. I could hear them. They have this sound kind of like, imagine a red-winged blackbird throwing up. And isn't that <laughs> yeah, kind of... That's about it. Yeah. That's about what they sound like. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm hearing some in the distance now and then, but it's not close enough for my microscopic recorder to pick up. The microphone is Well, oh, I didn't even realize it was here. Yeah, yeah. It's about the size... Where the, is it? Well, the mic... You can just see it at the end of my earphone. Oh, okay. There it is. That's the only way I know it's All here. Right. I command it to start recording. Yeah. I say, Jeannie. Uh-huh. And, she, and it says, yes, master, and starts recording. <laughs> Every man's dream. Yes. So anyway, the microphone is about the size of a neutrino, so there might be a little fidelity problem. Plus, mm-hmm. it's raining in while we're speaking. I'm gonna Can it pick up the rain sounds? Oh, probably not. There's probably not enough um, surface area. Uh, that's kind of a technical term. Of what? Of the microphone. Oh, oh of, of course. The diaphragm of the microphone. So, but Bill was just seeing scads of yellow-headed blackbirds, and it took me a while to kind of home in on them. And then once I saw one, then I saw, oh, that's that's right. Now I remember what they look like. And I sort of had uh, yellow, yellow-headed blackbird vision after that, and I was able to pick them out in other spots. Is that what you, oh, those were those little glasses you put on. They were the little glasses. But another problem is I think we did so much birding at mm. Shiawassee that when we came here, we were loaded with this kind of birding power, and it pushed them back uh, birders don't like to talk about this, but if you bird too much, you accumulate this kind of negative birding energy. And it, um, it's a controversy if it's negative or positive. I, I admit that. There's some peer-reviewed papers that think it's maybe a neutral force, like part wave, part particle, part seed. And it pushes the birds back. Fascinating. And, yeah. So that's what happened. And so we 
could have gotten a closer look at the yellow-headed blackbirds if probably we hadn't if we um, hadn't I if we see. hadn't shiawasied ourselves into a corner. I see. I see. Yeah. I thought there may have been as well the pent-up birding factor from not being very successful at Shiawassee. That's uh, yeah. That someone will have to write a paper about that because I I don't think that's ever been explored. Well, we saw plenty of birds at Shiawassee. We just uh, I I wasn't expecting to see anything in particular. Well, a groundhog is not a bird. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, I better cross that off my list. <laughs> But we also, uh, so how many yellow-headed blackbirds do you think we saw here? Twenty. Eight. And? A hundred. We also saw, and I, the, here's a bird I only heard, but book character Bill Holmes saw, and that is the marsh wren, which makes a delightful little kind of bubbly, watery call. And there were probably 50. There are a number of things that have a nice, delightful, bubbly call, which I hope I'll be hearing again later this evening. Oh, yes, yes. You always hear the call I hear of the, the bubbly. In fact, I hear it now. And I probably heard about 50 of these marsh wrens, as did book character Bill Holm. But I did not see one, and you did, right? Please describe I, that sighting. It was pretty exciting. I claim to have seen it. There was a kerfuffle in some rushes, or whatever they were. And like four red-winged blackbirds sort of rose up in some sort of disturbance. And in the middle of that little clot of blackbirds was this little brown bird that rose up out of the rushes, flew a little on top, and then dove right back in. So there you have it, people, a classic rush kerfuffle (laughs) pop-up. And, uh, I mean, you know, that's just classic. And uh, I feel privileged. I got to hand it to you because I was hoping for a rush kerfuffle (laughs) pop-up. I was looking the wrong place. And you saw, you're really the star of today because you saw another... Fabulous bird. I did call it all to my support staff. What? I did call the black crown night heron. Yes. I did call that. I had dibs on it. Yes, you did. But you saw another magnificent bird. The harrier. In fact, the harrier is my favorite bird. Why? Because of its great grace. I identify with it. What? Its great grace, its great beauty. It's ferocity and it's predatory instincts. Well, in the way it flies, it's, it's got this really buoyant flight. It doesn't put a lot of effort into it. It just kind of floats effortlessly, <laughs> lazily, and uh, just kind of uh, almost absent-mindedly. Like it doesn't give a damn. Yeah, over an area. Yeah, yeah. Like it's saying, uh, look, I'm a flicking non-flicker. I'm a marsh harrier. <laughs> right? Live with it. And it... It floats above the marsh. Beautiful. Chuck it. That's what I'd say. Yes, yes, yes. I was hoping to see a turn, but we did not. We didn't see any turn. No. In fact, it's been an absolute straight route the entire time. Yeah. We have. But I just wanted to point out the sort of the the grandeur of the day for me is seeing my favorite bird, and frankly, the yellow-headed woodpecker is my second favorite bird. It is a gorgeous bird. Uh huh. And it's, the yellow is really one of my like top 20 favorite colors. Well, you're wearing yellow right now. Maybe that's why I saw them yes. first. Yes. If they thought it was one of them. I should have put it on my head. Oh. I put, if I put the shirt over my head. Oh, then the uh, yellow-headed blackbird might have come our way closer. That's what I'm saying. Wow. And so I just I consider it uh, something of, a, uh, of an alignment of all the dimensions of the universe to please me. That's how the universe works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
there has there's a new theory. There used to be uh, I don't know about string theory and multidimensional theory, but this now, is wing theory. There's wing theory, but now there's also Bill theory <laughs> that the entire all the parallel universes revolve around Bill. Yes, I am at the center of all of them. Wow, I'm sort of like a sun with planets, dimensions floating around me. Well, we have there's a, many interesting topics we haven't even touched on yet, and tomorrow we're going to go to... Sometimes a dimension gets in front of another dimension, and it forms a, an eclipse of dimensions. And so, you, and so you might not think a dimension is there, but it is there. Really? Mm-hmm. And if you have several of those, you have a dementia. <laughs> I definitely, and we're experiencing that right now. Definitely. So we have some interesting topics that we haven't broached yet in this special birding show, like... Uh, a critical analysis of the vocal stylings of Richard Harris. And we also... The guy that park! That one? Right. And uh, we also haven't mentioned the ethics of uh, CD copying. And that's another... I've gotten emails about, I love your birding shows, but when are you guys going to talk about the ethics of CD duplicating? So Interesting. Yeah, so uh, we'll be getting into that too, because we'll probably do a show tomorrow. We really? Excellent. Well, because we have another place to go to and uh, a lot of time to waste. We'll have a, a Chinese restaurant review tomorrow okay. as well. So thank you for listening to What Were You Thinking? Thanks to our producer, the ever-helpful Mark Winter. Oh, Mark F the Mark W. Oh, shh, shh. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I didn't, and, I didn't uh, say that. Uh, BobTart.com, Bob at PetLifeRadio.com, and uh, BillHolm.ook. Bye-bye. Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com.